The series sponsored by Giant Leap tackles many of the issues we are facing in the world of work at present and how we can make work and work life better for leaders and employees. Work has changed drastically in the past few months. A tiny virus has got us all questioning how we work and how we should be working. We have proven that we can work without an office. In fact, pretty much anywhere. Employees have been given a choice about where to work. But what we have also learned is that what we want isn't always the right thing for us. It has us all begging the question, what should we do with an office? And do we need an office? What does an office represent? Linda Trim, Director at Giant Leap Workspace Specialists, chats to some of our top industry leaders and professionals on their thoughts around work and what the future of the office holds. The saying goes, effective workforce, effective workplace. Throughout the series, we tap into the minds of great leaders and professionals to explore the question that has everyone talking. Where is the office? Hi, this is Linda Trim, who will be speaking with Mark Barnes on where work is gone. Tapping into the minds of great leaders and professionals, we get to explore the questions on everyone's lips at the moment. Where are we with work and the office? We have gone from being accustomed to having to go to an office to being forced to be at home. What will the future hold? And is either proposition better than the other? This is really an episode to discuss where is the office likely to go in the future, which is a topic that has got us all talking. Work has changed dramatically in the past few months. Work has always represented so many things to us. It's a means to pay the rent, a place where we go to have a sense of belonging or a sense of identity, and now it has changed drastically. Myself as a serial lover of making people happy at the office from designing and building beautiful and ergonomic workspaces and a believer in the office to us now realizing that we can actually work from anywhere begs the question, what do we do with the office? Today we'll chat with Mark about how effective leaders think and feel about the workplace or the lack thereof. Mark, you've always inspired me as a great team leader. So today I'm really interested to hear your perspective on where you think we're likely to head with the office. As a person who's made a significant difference in leading teams and building people up and their morale, how have you felt about working remotely? Oh, thanks, and Linda, thanks for having me on your chat. Uh, it's, it's a not simple issue. There have been a lot of pluses and a lot of minuses. From my personal perspective, I find it far more difficult to connect over a computer than in real life. Okay, and there are lots of there are lots of small signals. There are lots of how the person sits, how they react, whether they frown or smile or nod or uh, shake their heads. Uh, sometimes that's not visible. Uh, I'm currently in the busy, uh, in the middle of raising a big fund, and, I, and and talking to a flat screen is is nowhere as good as or interactive as being able to see people in a room, get a feeling for the whole room, never mind one-on-one. -on -one. And you only see people one at a time. So I think there are a lot of challenges, uh, particularly when it comes to engendering spirit and, and changing things, you know, not on the surface, things that are deeper, like culture and oneness and, uh, you know, feeling a part of, 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 of teams. So I think, but, but it's not all negative. There have been some things I've learned as well. And what have those been? Well, you know, time, uh, time uh, just disappears. Yeah. You, you, you can have, you know, meetings back to back. There's no travel, there's no traffic, there's no 
uh, you know, there's no time for lunch anymore. There's no time for the <laughs> Is that a good or a bad thing? Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's, that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's, no, there's no one answer to this stuff. There's no, there's no time for a drink after work. There's no gathering for coffee. There's no, none of that stuff. Although that's all coming back now, I feel. Um, you know, I think it's, it, this efficiency might not produce the same uh, cohesive output as a team would normally do. The, uh, the sum of screens is not the sum of individuals. Okay, it's a different, uh, you know, addition that comes into play. Um, but COVID itself has brought about extraordinary changes, physical changes in business, in how we think about business. I mean, I'm sitting in your offices just before I walked in here, and they're extraordinarily quiet. I find that quite disarming, quite unsettling, actually, to sit amongst people who are all working, but in a very defined space. They almost. Uh, you know, don't want you to walk into their space, and we all very become very aware of our space and the distances between us. Uh, and I think those things aren't pleasant. We're naturally social beings. We like uh, we like being with each other. We like shaking hands. We like hugging. We like kissing. We like saying hello. How's it? You know, and our physical uh, presence is is something which can be felt positively and negatively. We're missing that. You know, I love what you say about the after-work drink or the coffee that we, we have because we all know how we each love our after-work drink. But more than that, the relationships and how we get to know people and stuff. I haven't been able to get to know people in the same way on Zoom. I'm not sure about you, but when you share a coffee or a drink, you learn so many other things which builds trust. Yeah, you have exactly the, the issues that you've talked about. There's another side to it, though. There's leverage. You, know, you can talk to 100 people at once. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can, Do I mean, anyone, does anyone listen? <laughs> I don't know. I sit on a business forum every Tuesday night. We, we get uh, quite significant people to come and talk to us. And there's, there's you know, 70 upwards people. And you can, so you can get that message going. These, I, I have to say, though, I'm tired of webinars, okay? Um, I'm, tired of, uh, I'm tired of being a digit in a platform that's not there and, 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 and not feeling the, uh, the mood of the place. So, you know, I do think that, uh, that we're going to go back. I do think once this is well, I think we're going to go back anyway. But we're going to go back to a different set of rules. We're going to we're going to have alternatives. We're going to have choices. We're going to we're going to be able to be to say uh, we're going to meet tonight at eight o'clock because you'll all be at home and that's good and you'll put the kids to yeah. bed and it's going to be fine. We I mean one of the things that this thing has crossed is international time zones because you can do a, a WhatsApp, you can do a Zoom. Sorry, in your pajamas. You know, in fact, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we do them in our pajamas Well, that's anyway. a topic in itself. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, there are lots of different pajamas that can come into play here. But, but, but you know, you can do... I, I've been talking to two companies in Europe and one in, in America. And, and we meet some sort of somewhere in the middle of our time zones. And you don't have to be dressed up. You don't have to have driven. You don't have to wear a tie. Okay. Um, that's, that's a change. Uh, you, you, you can... But you're also on demand, I mean, I don't know how much time you spend. Um, my phone tells me how many hours I spend every week. I don't look. Phone. I'm too scared to and know. It's, and it's best not to look. I, yeah. I feel very proud of myself when the number's gone down a bit. But it's, but <laughs> I it's, better start monitoring from next week. Yeah, Sunday yeah. morning at 9 o'clock, it gives me that message. But, <laughs> but you're on Press demand. Delete. You know, if you're old like me, you wake up at 3 in the morning sometimes. The first thing you reach for is your phone, not the book that you half read last night. You reach for the phone. And that phone's got... 17 different calls to action okay and once those are in your head they don't leave i don't know about you but Definitely so, not, so yeah. this is an invasive alternative to social interaction okay. well you're doing better than me if you're reading a book i haven't managed to read a book 
for most of the year because I felt overloaded. My buy to read ratio is about seven to one. Okay, I like. I buy books because I like the title. <laughs> I don't do not because you used to own a bookstore. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that as well. But, uh, but yeah, I, so, so there are lots of things we're not doing that we're doing on social media. This is not just a co- uh, consequence of COVID. It's a consequence of the two-way invasiveness of technology. You know, you think that we're using technology. I'm sorry to tell you this, but technology is using us. Definitely. Okay, so I mean, I get into my car. When I get out of this bully, I'll sit in my car and it'll tell me how many minutes to my house. If it was Friday, it would tell me how many minutes to the bar. Your you best know. friend is Siri. There's someone listening yeah, to everything I, you, you do. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can remember once sitting in a very confidential meeting in government and someone had left their phone on. And at some point, Siri said, I didn't quite get that. <laughs> <laughs> and that caused a lot of, a lot of trouble. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the office has changed. Um, it, it, it's for sure going to be different. I, I don't think it's going to disappear. Uh, you know, I, I, if you go into big dealing rooms, if you go into big uh, gatherings of technology-centered businesses, you'll find that, that they don't have to come to work anymore. I'm, I'm involved in a company, Easy Equities Purple, which are basically fintech companies. And they've been working very well from home. In fact, it's been a good for their business model for, because people can do things at home, which they didn't have time for when they're at the office. So, I mean, that's a very interesting take because, yes, they can be productive and work at home, but do they miss out on the interaction with researching with each other or they're able to do that on their, their own? They don't need the interactions with other people. Look, you know, the test will only be told in time, but I think we are moving in a in in work environment from testing the output to measuring the input. You know, we used to measure input. Did you pitch up at the office at 8? Did you leave at 5? doesn't matter what you did in between. Now, it doesn't matter because you're not going to pitch up at all. It, it's did you complete the task? I mean, I was going through a presentation this morning uh, on Zoom, as it turns out. And, you know, uh, that thing arrived at 6 o'clock this morning to my despair. But uh, I, 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 then, I then had to attend to it. And so, um, you know, uh, it, it, it has changed. We, we've all changed. And we'll change again because... These waves are compounding. There was the wave of social media, you know, Facebook and uh, all of these things. I'm only on one of them uh, because I'm too old. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> so what's Twitter? Because that came first. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I don't do Facebook and Insta and all that stuff because I'm just, you know, you, you've got to stay young uh, to do that sort of stuff. Um, uh, but they can consume you and yet they're very, very useful. Giant Leap are the leaders in workspace and creating working solutions that add value to employees. They offer expert advice on how people should be working, how often they should be coming to the office, and what settings we need going forward. What is the future of the office, and is one proposition better than another? You know, and so, you know, even things like elections and metric results and all of these things which which used to be in a fairly predictable kind of world, are no longer are no longer like that. Now, what do we do about it? Embrace it. Okay. If 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 you sit here saying I want the old world back, you will die in that old world that you long for. Okay. You'll be Kodak or IBM or whoever you might be. You have to re-engineer your business processes and your ways of dealing with people to take on this new force, okay? If everyone is on WhatsApp to one another, you better understand that that is the primary source of communication 
and you either join the WhatsApp group or be aware that that's how information is disseminated and gathered and judged. And, and, and you know, you can't communicate uh, the essence of something always. So sometimes a one-line WhatsApp gives a completely wrong interpretation. There's no emotion. Yeah, and there's no emotion. Okay, well, I've seen some emotive WhatsApp <laughs> in, in my life. But, uh, you know, but, but what are we going to do? You can't pick a side. You must pick a future. Okay, you must go like, okay, the way this firm is going to work now is that we're going to have these people at home instead of at work and we're going to have these. And what do you do with that? What do you do with the psychology of that impact on the people that work for you? Okay, so if they're not going to be meeting physically, how are we going to gather their uh, moods? How are we going to better interpret? How are we going to better communicate with them given the new channels? You can't go like, I, I refuse to talk anymore. But then aren't we going back 40 years in leadership where we're really just tracking people's progress? We're not using softer skills to get to know people and trust. And yeah, do you know, you can't long for the, the good old days. You know? The good old days are for dreamers and people who live on the beach. Okay? You've got to deal with today's days. And I can tell you, I don't think there's any less angst or any less emotion in the world we have today. In fact, I spe you know, we now spend a lot more time with ourselves. And I wrote about this last Sunday. You, you've got to start getting on with yourself. One of the things that COVID is going to force you to do <laughs> is love yourself. Is get is find out who the hell you are for starters, and then get on with those five people. Okay. <laughs> Some cases ten. <laughs> yeah, and so and so that's that's a pretty cool thing to do. Um, and the good news about discovering who you are. And being that person is that whoever's still there when it's been discovered, they, <laughs> they want to be. Okay. Uh, and so we're going to have these things. We're going to have these self-inward in, reflections and these. And it's, it's often much harder. And I, you talk about relationships beyond the workplace, it, lovers and, and you know, uh, romantic relations. It's much harder, stroke much easier, depending to send a WhatsApp than to say it face to face. Sure, you, you can know. hide behind. You can hide or you can overstate, you know, it cuts both ways, okay? So I'm saying for the leaders of tomorrow, you've got to take that new trend into account in how you communicate, in what you seek out. I mean, Obama, I saw the other day, has got like 80 million followers. Or yeah. How does he do that? I mean, there, in the old days, you stopped being the president of a country. That was it. No one knew you went into some sort of obscure place and did a few lectures. So now you got your obituary. Now, every time he utters a word, 80 million people hear it. What can you do with that? How does that manifest in a new form of influence and leadership? Well, I remember listening to a talk you gave us about a year ago where you spoke about your, your teams and visiting outlying offices and how... You would meet people who would tell you stuff you were so surprised by and how it was so empowering for them to actually be heard and to use the information that you, they had given you. So yeah. what would you do with that today or how would you build those people uh, yeah. up today? You know, it's going to go missing. Eh? I mean, you can't walk into an office if there isn't an office to walk into. I used to walk into small post offices in tiny places and because I was the chief executive, people would go like, this is an occasion. And they would, they would have an opportunity to sprout forth or to complain mainly. Uh, or, 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 <laughs> get dressed for work. Or, or, or they'd get dressed up for work or they would have something to say and they would think, listen, this is my opportunity. The boss is in the house and we can talk. Okay, now those sorts of impromptu, you know, sharing of information and ambitions and things are going to be less than they were before. And that will be a great pity. So, I mean, if you were, were tackling a new role, how would you sort of lead people or bring people together in these times when 
All you've got is a... I don't think leaders have recipes. I don't think... I think confectionery companies have recipes for cakes. I don't think brilliant chefs have recipes. They walk into the kitchen and they go, what have I got? Let me make dinner. And yeah, and and you've got got these herbs and that piece of meat or not or that. And and you go like, ah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sprinkle a bit of that on it. And I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to dress it up afterwards and so on. I think good leaders deal with the ingredients on the table. So I don't know how I'm going. You know, I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. But I, I do know that I'll walk in there, and uh, as many other leaders will, and I'll go, okay, what's the game? How do I do this? And do it like that. And there'll be another test for another set of leaders. And I think you'll find that leadership uh, deals with whatever tools they're given. You know, we're not going to people that are leaders are not going to become non-leaders. And people that can't lead aren't going to lead because of this. They might aggregate. We might get big numbers. For example, even in the valuation of companies and so on, numbers have become more important than their source. You know, how many customers we've got, not how profitable, all those kinds of things. Um, but at the end of it, we're all people. We all, you know, we get on with it. But I, I think for me, one of the challenges is how do we mentor people? Because so many people learn from what they. Watch, even those days when you walked around the office, people copy the behavior, they mirror your behavior, which we can't do anymore. No, no, uh, th- listen, it's not just this COVID thing that's brought this about. We've been changing, whether we like it or not, away from personal interaction for some time now. You know, social nearness in the computer is social distance in real life, okay? If you think you're close to someone because you're WhatsApping them, you're not. You you can get further and further and further away because you don't have to deal with the situation in situ, in the moment, okay? And so COVID is just an, ex- uh, you know, an, an express train in a journey that we've already started. We, we are becoming socially distant because we're com- becoming technologically rather than physically connected. What's interesting is pre-COVID, people were trying to distance themselves from technology a little bit. Put your phone away, but but now we can't. You've got to be on call 24-7. It's very hard to to switch off. People emailing you at 6 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night. We're no longer traveling for meetings, so your time zones are mixed up. No, the difference is that you can choose to turn your phone off. But it's not so easy. <laughs> Takes a lot. I haven't learned uh, that one yet. <laughs> I've got some old quacker friends of mine, you know, who refused. These are people that are retired or whatever. that refuse to embrace this technology. They go like, Mark, my phone's on for office hours. I don't speak to anyone after that. And if I don't have you, but they're not part of the new way. They don't have to be. You have to be able to communicate within the channels that are currently present. This is a podcast. We didn't have these things years and years ago. Not at all. You can leverage this thing. You can send it to thousands and thousands of people. Uh, and it can be stored and replicated. And, uh, you know, and I mean, if this was just a radio interview, the guy would have to be listening to the radio, you know, and, and uh, you can get people to come and look for this thing. That be, You just got to go, okay, that's, those are the rules of the game. Embrace it. Move ahead you with know? the times. I mean, you've got a motor car that... It drives faster. You get the same world champions emerging. Yeah, Hamilton's now seven years and seven times world champion. The technology has changed vastly. Lovely analogy, and it's so true. We need to move with the times, and I think what you've said is so true. We've got to adjust more than anything. There's no right or, or wrong, yeah. but to take the good and the bad parts and merge them together and find a way forward. And do what's real in real time. Deal with it. Thank you, Mark. It's always great speaking to you. Really appreciate your time. Thank you.
we at Giant Leap believe working well is good business. If you treat people well, you bring out the best in them. Giant Leap believes a workspace designed to enable everybody to work well can bring out the very best in each individual and demonstrate how passionate a company is about caring for its people.